0: Bringing us into greater unity. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. What the Lord is asking for each and every one of us. And I know there's probably people online too, so that ain't, if you're online today, that includes you.
1: Amen. A,
0: not just a, a Sunday experience, right? Mm. Not just that we come to church, let the leadership no. do what they're gonna do, and we no. we kind of just, you know, we go along with the program. We don't want a program unless it's God's program. Amen. Amen. Right. Right. What The Lord is asking every one of us, whether you think you're this, that, or the other, it doesn't matter. What, whatever you think your calling is, or if, maybe you don't even know your calling. If you don't know your calling, I would suggest you get on your face before the Lord and let him begin to tell you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Because we're all born into this kingdom with gifts and talents and callings and ministries. Praise God. They're not gonna develop and pop out overnight, amen. but you've got to get on the road to see them develop. Amen. amen. I will help, that's what I'm here for. I will help you. Uh, mentor you into that and grow you into that. But uh, we, we've got to get on the road with it, amen? amen. amen. Praise God, because the Lord is coming back. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's coming back and he's got a job for every one of us to do. And I feel like the Lord is saying today, catch the vision. Yes. Yes. Catch, the vision. Yes. catch the vision. Not not just Pastor Warren's vision. Not just the Cumberland Church's vision. Catch the Lord Jesus Christ's vision for this hour. Amen. For this time, for this season, but for the end time. I don't know. But catch the vision. Amen. So, Pastor, what is the vision? Well, we could spend some time talking about the vision. It's just not our purpose tonight, uh, this afternoon. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I feel the Lord just saying that catch. The vision. We've got to get on board. Time for anger and bitterness. Time for hurt feelings. Offenses of every kind. It's time to be done with that. Come on. Somebody say amen. Amen. Come on. It would be good if everybody can agree with me on that. Because that's the word of God. The Lord doesn't want that stuff in your heart. If you're struggling with sin. It's time to repent in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you're struggling with addiction, it's time to get deliverance in the name of Jesus. If you're struggling with old wounds down in your heart, it's time to get healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, it's time for fear to be done. It's time for shame to be done. It's time for offense and bitterness to be over. Hallelujah. Somebody work with me here. Praise Praise God. Can we just lift our hands? Right by your seat and lift our hands. Lord God, I repent of bitterness. I, I repent of offense. Jesus, yes, I God. repent of unforgiveness. Yes, God. Lord God, take this out yes, of my heart. Lord God, there me a wound. Yes, God. Lord God, help me. Help me to see how to let you in. And Lord yes, God, God, teach me how to open up my heart yes, and let God. you God. into my life yes, so that Jesus. you will go down deep, oh God. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise remove Jesus. the shame and the guilt and the fear. Yes, Lord Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise Jesus. God. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, folks. Hallelujah. We're not going to have a deliverance service necessarily today, but you know what? Every service, service is a deliverance service. Amen. Hallelujah. Every time we come into the house of God, it's a healing service. Every time we come into here, God can move something Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Hallelujah. We don't just have to let it sit. Uh, the devil is plaguing some of you in this room with fear and shame so badly that you're too afraid and too ashamed to get rid of the fear and shame. Mm -hmm. It's a vicious cycle. And we want to declare that broken Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Oh, I've got my eyes closed. If you close your eyes with me, so that we can just be anonymous here for the next thirty seconds. If you can just be anonymous and lift your hands to the Lord today and say, Lord God, it's me, it's me. And I stand on the knee of prayer. If you just lift your hands and say, Lord God, I I need shame, deliverance in the name of Jesus. I we fear deliverance in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. By the power of the resurrected Lord. Hallelujah. We declare freedom from shame. Freedom from guilt. Freedom from fear. Freedom from offense in the name of Jesus. Come on. Can we rejoice in the Lord together? Hallelujah. Come on. People are being set free. Come on. You can be set free. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah i open my heart to you, Lord. Praise Praise you, God. God. i open it all the way, Lord God. Yes, Jesus. Jesus. All that you want to do. All that you want to do. All that you want to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. Emotional, spiritual, and physical. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I was listening to... I was listening to a a Bishop Tudor of Bismarck a couple of years ago, and he was talking about Lazarus. And he said, the disease didn't kill Lazarus. Lazarus killed the disease. Because when he died, the disease died too. Amen. (laughs) The disease can't live in a dead body, right? That's right. Praise God. He might jump onto some other living body, but it can no longer live in the dead body. Praise God. And with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ calling him forward, that disease could not get back up because he didn't call the disease back up. Praise God. God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what? A, a, a repentant Amen. life Jesus. kills the disease. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Death. The death of the cross will kill whatever ails you. Amen. And when God brings you back in the resurrection, that fame can't come with you. Amen. Hallelujah, you, Jesus. On, can we? Rejoice Thank in you, the Jesus. power of Thank Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank Hallelujah, you, Jesus. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Hebrews chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to come down here in case I want pace. Praise God. Helps, helps the anointing flow, helps me lose a couple of calories, too. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. You know, I'm hearing right, right now, this has nothing to do with the Hebrews, but I'm hearing right now that, that early part of the book of Samuel says, the word of God was precious in those days. Uh, what, what does it mean to be precious? It means it's rare. It's like a gem. The rarer it is, the more precious it is. Mm. Well, what the Word was saying is that the Word of God was so precious because it was so rare. Mm. We've probably all heard that expression. Familiarity breeds contempt. Mm. Yeah, in, a, in a society that we live in where we've got every kind of of entertainment, literally, Mm -hmm. at our fingertips. That's not why I took my phone out of my pocket. I just didn't like the weight there. But literally, at our fingertips, every kind of entertainment, good, bad, or ugly, right? Mm -hmm. Most of it's bad or ugly. Mm -hmm. We get into a situation where we feel like we need constant variety, constant the Israelites, they complained about the manna every day. Every day, every day. Oh, pastor's going to preach that again. We've heard that before. Let's shut it off. You can't shut it off, folks. We'll starve. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It might be mashed potatoes every day. Man, sorry for saying that. There's, I know there's ladies here. But, but folks, let me say it that way. Folks, uh, I have recognized a pattern in my life and in this church that I'll preach the same thing for three months or more. I'll preach it week after week after week after week. And it's, it's like, how many ways can you cook turnips, right? You can try this spice, you can try this spice, you can mash them up, you can, you can roast them, you can, but really, after a while, you just run out of ways to cook it, right? It's just turnips. I'm reminded of a story uh, by Howard Goss, The Winds of God, he was on an evangelistic team and they would go into an area by, the, by, by faith in Jesus Christ and they'd evangelize for, for weeks under a tent uh, and have tent revival. They'd go out and pray and pray and pray and go out in the streets and talk to people and invite them to the service and, and see so many people. This is well over 100 years ago now, like 115 years ago. You know, They would go out and they would see droves of people getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And they would just live on the charity of wherever they were going. And they went to this one place. They had this, uh, it was in the middle of the winter time. They went to this one place, and they, uh, the, the guy said to stay in a back room, and the only food that they had to eat that was donated to them was this big barrel of raw turnips. They didn't even have the fire or the water to boil them in, so they just had to eat raw turnips in the middle of the winter time. They did that for two weeks. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, you know, but it, it, it caused them to live. It sustained their life no matter how boring it got. And you know, we don't want to just recycle some resurrection Sunday message here today. Right? Praise God. But we do want to hear about the resurrection power. Amen. Praise God. I'm reminded of, of those passages in the Bible that, that uh, the Lord tells Moses to tell the people now when your children see you do certain things. And they ask you, why do you do that? You need to be able to tell them why you're doing it. Amen? Amen. Why do we go to church? You need to tell them, you'd be able to tell them, why Why do we look a certain way? Mm. Why don't we do everything like, all oh, my friends at school? We need to have an answer. And it, the answer needs to be more than, well, that's just the way we do it. It's got to be more than that. There's got to be a reason. Because if you don't have a reason for do it, that is useless religion and tradition. Mm. It's not taking you anywhere. and It's not taking your children anywhere. Right. It's not taking our church anywhere. It's not taking our families anywhere. And we're not going to make a difference in this world if we just do it because that's the way we do it. Right. And, and don't you dare say, well, I do that because my pastor tells me to. Don't you put your holiness on me. Your holiness is in God. Amen. 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 Praise God. I'm not saying you shouldn't obey me. (laughs) I have authority in Jesus Christ. I was sitting in a courtroom years ago. And uh, the judge gets up behind the desk. And he was talking to one young man. He said, young man, I have awesome power. And I said, well, that's a little cocky. (laughs) And then something hit me right in the heart. No, that's not being cocky. He's saying what he is. He's a judge in this land. And he has awesome power because he can sentence that man to 10 years in jail or he can let him go. Mm, that's, right. that's some pretty awesome power. Right, yes. What kind of power do we have mm. in Jesus Christ? Awesome power. Hallelujah. And, and the Lord is big on authority. So I'm not going to try to diminish my own authority in Jesus Christ. I have awesome power yes. in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. We ought not to play around with that, but you don't rest your holiness in a man unless that man is Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I don't really know what we're doing here today. I do feel the preacher on me today. Ha, ha, chomping at the bed a little bit. But I don't know where we're going to go with this. I, these days, it seems like I hardly ever do. Well, Pastor, you prepare a Resurrection Sunday message Eh, kind of, kind of not. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. That's right. Come on, don't That's worry about it. The tradition of the religion, it won't help in the long run. It might make you feel good for the minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a chocolate chip cookie. It's good for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's what happiness is, by the way. Happiness mm-hmm. is good for a minute. Mm-hmm. Joy is good for a lifetime. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank, you, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter yes. 2. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. To the things which we have heard. This is right in verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 2 verse number 1. Therefore. What's the therefore therefore? Talking about angels. Well we're not just talking about angels. We're talking about the son of God. We're talking about the word of God. Who in these last days has come by his son. Amen. The the son of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And, And yes. We are talking a little bit about angels. But only in comparison. Which, at any time, did God ever call one of his angels his son? Right? This is the writer talking about these things. Yes, angels have their use. But when it comes to salvation, <laughs> that's only in Jesus Christ. You, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Therefore, we ought to have the more uh, give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip. Hallelujah. Anybody hearing what I'm saying today? Hallelujah. We ought to. We've got this heavenly host out there. Later in chapter 12, it says, Seeing as we're encompassed by such a great cloud of witnesses. Are the witnesses the angels? Are the witnesses uh, the, the departed loved ones or both? I'm not fully sure on that issue. But we know, according to the word here in Hebrews, that we have a great Cloud of witnesses. In other words, somewhere in the atmosphere, you know, somehow, in another dimension, in another place, in another reality, there is some kind of witness to our life. Mm-hmm. And we know, of course, the Lord sees everything. Right. Isn't it funny how we, we, we know God sees everything, but if you think your dad's watching it from heaven, you tend to live a, a little bit more holy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, weird. It shouldn't be that way. It should be, I know my mighty, my, all, the Almighty God sees everything I do, and so I should live holy. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I thought my dear departed mother was up looking over the mezzanine saying, what is that we're doing? And then I, I might tend to be more holy. <laughs> Straight laced, you know. But the writer here in Hebrews, and, you know, I, I personally think it's Paul, but I always say the writer of Hebrews because he's not mentioned. This is, therefore, we ought to give the more. The fact that we have the word of God that has come to us by the Lord Jesus Christ who sent, amen, to give us his word, to give us his salvation. And the fact that he also has angels that will minister for us because we're the heirs of salvation. With these kind of things in mind, Mm -hmm. we ought to give more heed. In other words, we are not to have this attitude, well, Jesus did it all. And we've got angels that will help us out. Lest I dash my foot against the stone, right? Mm. Come on. How many times did we read Psalm 91 last year? Mm. We ought to know that Psalm. Yeah. Praise God. There shall no plague come nigh my dwelling. Yes. Hallelujah. He will give His angels strength. was that talking about Jesus you better believe it was talking about Jesus even the devil knew that was talking about Jesus because he tempted Jesus with that scripture didn't he yeah he knew that scripture praise God but it's talking about us too because we're the heirs of salvation hallelujah salvation is Jesus we're the heirs of Jesus according to Romans chapter 8 we're joint heirs with Christ Hallelujah Praise you Jesus Starting to get excited But he's not saying Don't let your guard down Just because you have a powerful God And you've got powerful beings Looking out for you you. It ain't time Just because the Lord has Lowered himself to become like a servant Mm. To us It's not time to walk all over Mm. His uh, sacrifice and make it a common thing Uh No No it's not It's time to give more heed more heat. Somebody say, more earnest heed!" More earnest, heat. Heat. More more earnest heat. Heat. Hallelujah. It's time to get an earnest, pay an earnest attention, amen, amen. to amen. the things of God. We, we don't want to just fulfill a Sunday time slot and then go home and say, Yay, yeah, I, I, I checked off my box this week. My mm-hmm. Lord. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let. Them slip. You know what the writer here's saying? If we don't give heed to the things we've already heard, then we could let them slip. Mm-hmm. I've already heard all that. Yeah. When's the last time you ate? Did you eat yesterday? Mm-hmm. Did you eat two days ago? Oh, Did you know. eat this morning? Great. Yeah. Well, why was it two days ago good enough for today? Because that's not the way it works. Right. That's good. We could give you a biology lesson if you'd like to. Mm-hmm. And really, our biology lesson can just uh, uh, play over into the spiritual realm. It's not the way it works in the natural realm. It's not the way it works in the spiritual realm. Amen. We've got to eat. We've got to eat. We've got to eat. Yes. We've got to receive. We've got to take in. And we've got to give something up. Yes. Yes. Praise God. We are designed to be a flow. Oh, yes. We can't just have air and water and food and energy come into us. We've got to expel these things or something's going to go wrong. I'm not going to try to get gross here, but you think about it on your own. If you take in solids and you don't give out solids, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Come on, if you take in liquid and you can't give out liquid, something's going to go wrong. If you take in too much energy and you don't give out energy, something's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. If you try to just inhale and never exhale, try it. Go ahead. How far do you get? You don't get very far. Something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise. Amen. Peter said, "Even though we've been given great, exceeding, precious promises, I need you to add stuff to the knowledge. Amen. Add stuff to your faith. I need you to add virtue and goodness and brotherly love and charity and all these wonderful things. Right? Yes. Amen. And then later he said, 'I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be lacking in constantly reminding you of the things.'" That you already know and are already well established in. Mm. Praise God. We have got to understand when we're reading this word of God. When we're getting into the kingdom of God. Some days it's just doing the same thing over and over again. Because that's where the Lord's got us. Until he makes a change. Amen. Until he gives us a diversion. Or he does something. Sometimes it's just going out there and weeding the garden. Amen. Or, or uh, in a plow in the back 40. Whatever it is. Sometimes you just got to be at it. I know there's only one season that you plow. I get it. I know enough about farming to know that. But while those plants are growing, yeah. you got to keep the bugs off. You got to keep the birds off. You got to keep the weeds out. Come on, it's you, you. might be just doing the same thing every day, but you're looking forward to the day that you receive your harvest. Yes. Yeah. Praise God. We we can read uh, Christopher Columbus's logbooks for his first journey into the New World, and so many of those pages just say. Today we sailed. So many of his journal entries. That's the entire day was just all he wrote for the entire day. Today we sailed. Some days that's all it is. We're just sailing, folks. But we can't afford to get bored. Because I'm going to tell you right now, we're coming into days where you will not be bored. You will not be bored. See, it's it, it, sometimes we can get bored with eating the same thing over and over and over and over. But I'll tell you what's not boring. Starvation. That's not boring. Amen. Would you rather be bored and have the same meal every day or be starving? Come on. I, I know this is it's not super deep. You can handle it. Praise God. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of word, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders, with divers, miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Praise God. Hallelujah. Folks, what he's saying here, this writer saying here in this book, is saying what we've got a hold of is the real deal. Praise God. This is not a Pentecostal fairy tale. Getting filled with the Holy Ghost is not a fairy tale. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Repentance of your sins and baptism in Jesus' name is not a fairy tale. Hallelujah, amen. Jesus. It's the way it is. Gifts of the Spirit are not a fairy tale. Praise God. Hallelujah. People still get healed. People still get delivered. Come on, we have to lock a hold of some hope. We've got to lock a hold of some faith. That's the reason why it seems like months now, God has been saying, uh, as service after service, come on, build their faith, build their faith. I might not always say it when I come in here, but God always says it to me get in there and build the faith. Build faith. Let them understand there's still a mighty God who can touch your life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You, there is still a God in heaven that knows you, who you Jesus. are and knows you, where you are. Praise but if you, you're not willing to get off your backside, Alleluia, nothing's going to happen. Praise. Praise.
1: Come on, we've got to walk
0: in it. Yeah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Every day. Praise, praise God. You, praise there is Jesus. no such thing as sitting around waiting for God to do something while we twiddle Hallelujah, our thoughts. Jesus And if that makes you mad, God! Maybe, maybe it will stir you up enough Jesus. to start doing something. Yes. Yes. Come on, we Jesus. don't have time to play around and mess around. Hallelujah. 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 I did not plan on preaching this kind of stuff today. But here it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Listen, what we have is right. I'm not saying what we're doing is always right. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I'm not talking about the Cumberland Church. And I'm not talking about the Pentecostal denomination. I'm not talking about any organization. I'm not talking about anything. I'm not talking about me. I'm not even really talking about you. What I'm saying, though, is this word we have. Yeah. And the spirit Jesus. we feel in this place is the real God. Praise and this is God. the real word. Praise Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. To Muslims and Buddhists and and Eastern religions and Judaism or any of that other stuff. We're here to say what you feel in your heart today is the Spirit of the Creator
1: God. And this book you hold
0: in your hand was written by him. It's real. It's not dusty old antiquated words. Amen. It's real. Hallelujah. I mean, my goodness, if that was the case. And we don't even need to pay attention to the New Testament either, either, because that's nineteen hundred years old. Christians, many Christians today, foolishly, they drop off the new of uh, the Old Testament out of their consideration. Oh, that's just an old, old dusty volume. You don't think the New Testament's an old dusty volume? Mm. For fun, on Monday nights, me and a friend of mine. Look at old manuscripts for fun. They're hard to look at. They're hard to read. They're hard to decipher. You've got this Greek that are all in capital letters. There's no punctuation. There's no spacing between the words. All the letters are just jammed together. And you're expected to know what it means. In archihalagos. You know, it's like, what on earth? But you know what? With a little bit of diligence, I can look at one of those manuscripts and I can start looking at it and say, ah, here's a word I know. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You know, it's dusty old pieces and fragments. And yet, praise God, we still have a New Testament to read. Amen. 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 Don't you dare drop off the Old Testament. Right. Amen. With the idea of it's old and antiquated. No, no. Mm-hmm. With that attitude, you might as well drop off the whole word of God. Right. Okay. Amen. Praise God. Because the Lord is the same. Amen. Jesus is the same. Amen. Yesterday, today, yes. and forever. And we're feeling excuse me Lord I'm not trying to be sacrilegious we're feeling fresh Jesus in this place today Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah. we're not talking about a new Jesus or a new gospel Amen. it's Amen. the same one Amen. who is from everlasting even of old. hallelujah, Amen. hallelujah. who was Jesus. and is and is to come thank to hallelujah. hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. hallelujah. Amen. he's Amen. telling us Jesus. keep doing this folks God. keep walking this folks yes. it works Come on, it works. Yeah, we know yeah. what Jesus says. you got to let that seed die, and then you're going to stick it in the ground, and that's the only way. After you give it a little water, into of course. That's the only way that things will spring up in a new life. It's got to die first, it's got to get buried first. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, verse 5 For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. In other words, this inheritance we have, it's not theirs. They're here as ministers of the heirs of salvation. Mm -hmm. He goes on to say, But one in a certain place testifies, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. You wonder where that was? It's Psalm 8. Psalm number 8. Good Psalm. Yes. He's like, listen, everything's been put under him. Even though man is, is nothing. And yet, God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you dominion. The very first time we see man mentioned in the Bible. Genesis 126. It says, let us make man in our image and likeness. And let him have dominion. The very first idea was that we would have the Not over God, of course, but over all his creation. Continuing on in verse 8, For in that he put all things in subjection unto him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. You can compare this to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 too. I like to call it the God all in all passage, but we don't have enough time to preach that today. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. And that's where it is. That's where it is. We see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. The Old Testament word, believe it or not, is Elohim. It's not Malach, which is angels, the Malachim. It's Elohim. I don't understand what all that means, but we'll move on. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things. That's Now we're talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 8, somewhere in there. That's, that's, uh, you can compare that if you're writing notes. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good for us. Praise you, Jesus. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call him brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church while I sing praise unto thee. That's Psalm 22. And again, I will put my trust in him. That's Psalm 91. And again, behold, I am the children which God hath given me. And that's in the book of Isaiah, chapter 8, verse number 18. Mm-hmm. This guy is just quoting scripture after scripture Praise after God. scripture. You want to God. throw the Old Testament away. You can, but these guys didn't. Amen. God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, and again, and again, and again. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Come on, he made his cap. Can you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Joshua chapter 5. Come on, we remember that passage, I think. Joshua chapter 5. Interesting uh, trivia, if you don't know it already. Joshua is the same name as Jesus. Amen. The word Joshua, I know it sounds different for us, but it's the same name Yahushua. The Lord God has become our salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. has become. Why don't we look at verse number ten in Joshua? And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month. We talked about that last week, so we're not gonna go over it again. Fourteenth day of the month, even at even in the plains of Jericho, and they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, unleavened. Cakes and parched corn in the self-same day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land that came in that year. Praise God. They got something new. So what, what we're talking about, before we get to the part that I really wanted to get to, this plays right into what we're, doing, we're having right this season, right? What's going on is when Joshua who led the armies of Israel to, to conquer Jericho, we know, according to what they're saying here, exactly what time of year it is. It's this time of year. Praise God. It's this time of year. Praise God. It was right after Passover. They're still eating unleavened bread. They're eating some other things too, like parched corn and whatnot. But it says, when they began to eat the old grain, well, what does it mean, old grain? It means the new grain hadn't fully come up yet. It hadn't been harvested yet, so what I think what was happening here is: How many days did they march around Jericho in total? Seven. seven. Yes, thank you. You said that right. Thank you. Praise God. Seven days. We see that the Feast of Unleavened Bread is seven days. During that week, there's an offering of the first harvest of the year up to God, and there's a law. In the Old Testament, that you're not to eat of any of the new grain until the high priest gives an offering to God of the very first bundle. He waves it before the Lord. It's the new harvest. Nobody is allowed to eat any new harvest until this happens. So, how does that play that? This this is today. It's called the Bikarim offering. This is this is what today is. Okay. Today's the day of resurrection. And yet, it's also the day the high priest would wave that first bundle of barley before the Lord and say, this is an offering to you. And then people could start eating the new stuff. So here it says specifically they were eating the old grain, which means the bickering offering hadn't happened yet, but Passover happened. So they were in that space between Passover and the first fruits offering. They were in that space... Of unleavened bread. and even says they were still eating the unleavened bread. Unleavened bread goes for a week. The the march around Jericho went for a week. I personally believe the march around Jericho coincided perfectly with unleavened bread. Mm -hmm. Praise God it was on that seventh day that they marched around seven times. Mm -hmm. They only marched around once every day. Up to the seventh day. And then they did seven. If you add the seven times on the seventh day. Plus the other six. You get the number 13. Which is always a number of rebellion. And yet it's the same number. It's the same number. That when Jesus is walking down the roadside. With his 12 boys. There's still 13 men there. But you never hear it referred to that way do you? You never hear the 13 walking on. You see Jesus and his apostles right. Or Jesus and his disciples or, and the 12, you know, he uh, the 12 came, or whatever. You know, he always refers to them as the 12, right? They're never referred to as 13, like the 12 plus Jesus. Why? Because 13 is a number of rebellion. Praise God. Now, Jericho, of course, needed to be conquered. And so these guys go into this land, and they start breaking up the power structure of the land. And you might even say that was their own rebellion against the forces of enemy of the enemy, right? But what we're seeing is it's never referred to as 13 times that they marched around that that Jericho. You notice in the, in the narrative, it never says they marched around 13 times. It says they marched around once a day for six days and then seven times the seventh day. And when they did, we know the story. Come on, we know the story. The, the thing fell. But before this thing happened, we see that seemingly randomly, out of nowhere, it starts talking about what they're eating. Come on, does anybody understand there's nothing in the Bible that's yep. uh, Come on! Does anybody believe that? Yes. Come on, right before we're, we're going to conquer Jericho, we're at a time where the Lord is saying pay attention to the time. Everything I do is going to be on my timetable. Everything I do is going to be according to my order. And just because you're in war doesn't mean you neglect the things of God. Just because you're having a hard time and you've got a busy schedule doesn't mean you neglect the things of God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You still pay attention to his word. Yes. So, so they're talking about what they're eating. Oh, they didn't eat that anymore. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. But what it tells me is this is a very specific time because they're still eating old corn, and yet it's after Passover. Praise God. So what happens at the end of all this? We know the walls fall, but what happens before that? In verse 13, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, near Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said, art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said to him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Now, he says captain of the host, so that might make you think this is some high-level angelic being. And yet, he never got the normal rebuke when somebody tries to worship an angel. We know this has got to be something different than just an angel. It's the captain, amen. We see Um, that, I I believe that the writer of Hebrews was talking about the captain of our salvation. In other words, if Jesus hadn't been there at Jericho, Jericho would not have been won. Why? Because Jesus is the captain. Yes, Joshua, in a very natural sense, was the, the picture of Jesus, even his own name. He took over after Moses, and leads them into battle. One of the, you know, As he starts his leadership, it's a leadership of warfare, to take back what the enemy has taken from us, or to take the land, at least, that God has given us. Praise God. We see that when Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob lived in the land, we don't have one mention of giants, but after a little while, down in Egypt, they come back, the land is rife with giants. Where did they come from? They weren't in the land before. And well, when they came back, you've got all these giants. And that was the biggest thing. Every time you see that the Lord's saying, I need you to kill. I didn't need. I, I command you to kill every man, woman, and child. Pay attention to the people group. It almost always has to do with some of these giant clans. You wipe them out. And you completely, with no mercy, wipe them out. So that doesn't sound good at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But this is how serious God is about certain situations. Whatever these giants represented, the Lord said, there's no hope for them. There's no salvation for them. They're so utterly o- turned away from me, you'll never save them. Utterly wipe them out. They're in your land. Get rid of them. God didn't tell them to wipe out everybody. Some people, they allowed to take them as servants and whatnot, right? And to give tribute and all that good stuff, but some peoples, very very select peoples, he said, like them all. Mm-hmm. That's pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm. If Jesus had not been there as the captain, they wouldn't have been saved that day. You know, I know we talked this when we did the Old Testament survey last year, or actually it was probably two years ago now. <laughs> yeah, two years ago when we did the Old Testament survey, um, when we were looking through Joshua, we're seeing the fact that. Well, you know what, let me skip that. Let me skip that. I'm just going to go down a rabbit trail. Let's get back to this. He's meeting this guy. And he said, are you for us or against us? And notice how he never really asked. It's not about whether I'm for you or against you. It's really more about whether you're for me or against me. Mm-hmm. And Joshua fell right down and began to worship. And if that wasn't enough, this being said, and the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. So it wasn't enough that Joshua fell flat on his face. That, and that being said, yeah, I see you. Now get your shoes off. In other words, the same God that manifested as the burning bush was there standing in front of Joshua. This is not, not just some simple Idea, this is very key. So again, we, we have this comparison between the Son of God and the angels, right? Because he's using terms like host. But go over to Hebrews. He's, he's kind of talking about angels, but he's also talking about the word coming through Jesus. He says, listen, it started off this way, and this is how it manifested. It came through with the word, and then that, that broke out into Miracles, signs, and wonders, and gifts of the Spirit, and all kinds of awesome stuff, right? And later he said, how it happened was he made the captain of our salvation. He made him through the things which he suffered. In another place in Hebrews, it says he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. How can Jesus learn anything? Well, the man had to learn, not the God. Amen? He's all God, all man. And we're not getting into doctrine class I'm just, I'm just saying. The man portion of him had to. I want you to turn over to Deuteronomy six, very quickly. We're not going to camp out here very long. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse number ten says this: "And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land." which he swore to thy father, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things, which thou fillest not, and wells dig, which thou digst not, and vineyards, and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Again, he's talking about all about what they're eating, because it's a day-to-day consideration. He says, I'm going to let you go in, I'm going to let you live in houses, and eat food that you didn't have any part of, and putting together yourself. And this is what we're seeing. When they when they uh, were with Joshua. They get in there and they start eating the old corn. Because they start eating the spoils. And they're going in with the captain of their host. Because we're about coming up to the day. Where we offer that first fruits unto God. And if our, the captain of our salvation hadn't been there. If he hadn't been there first. We have a very strange passage of scripture in John. You turn to John chapter 20. This this passage troubled me for years and years and years. John chapter 20, verse number 17. This is when Mary went to reach for Jesus. In verse number, well, I said 17. Let me move back a little bit. Jesus said to her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be a gardener. saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence... Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary, Mm -hmm. just one word. Mm -hmm. All he did was he just said one word. He said her name. And immediately she knew. She knew who, who this is. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which means my great one. She personalized it. You are my master. You are my teacher. You are my great one which is to say, Master. Jesus said to her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but I go to my brethren, but go to my brethren, sorry, and saying to them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and to your God. Sometimes that seems like a lot of unnecessary redundancy, but again, we're not here talking about theology right now. He tells her, Don't touch me. And then later, he's inviting them all, Come, touch, Yeah, look, see, handle me, right? Well, there's something that happened between the time that he told Mary not to touch him and later when he did allow them to touch him. There was an ascension. But apparently he came back. Now, why did he just go up and come back down? Well, it's all part of the pattern. Everybody with me so far? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 27. Some of you have heard me teach on this before. Don't get bored with it. It's good stuff. Amen. Praise you. Matthew chapter 27. We're going to look at i Let's say probably around verse 50 here. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent and twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake. And the rocks rent. And the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept rose. We kind of like just pass over that when we read the resurrection story. What? Yeah, that's weird. Let's just move on. Verse 53, and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many. So, when he's on the cross, he's dying, he's giving up the ghost. All kinds of stuff happened, earthquakes and crazy stuff. The veil in the temple gets rent. The book of Hebrews defines that as the very veil of his flesh, which makes access to the throne of God for us. But it says when that happened, a lot of graves got opened up too. It didn't say they came out immediately. It just said they were broken up. And they came out after his resurrection. Mm -hmm. They came out after his resurrection. Come on, folks. I mean, we we kind of blow past those little scriptures. Like, yeah, I don't get what that means. So let's just move on. But Matthew put it in there. Yeah. What does it mean? What is going on? Well... I think we can understand what that means if we turn to 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. The whole chapter 15 is talking about the resurrection. The whole chapter here. In verse number 23, let's let's look at verse number uh, 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Now. Now Christ is risen from the dead and he became the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ. The first fruits. After they that are Christ that is coming, then cometh end when he shall deliver up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he hath put all things under his feet. But when he says all things put under him, it is manifested as he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, that put all things unto him, that God may be all in all. I, I told you earlier we weren't going to get into that, but we did it anyway. But I'll let you chew on that on your own, that God might be all in all. He put everything under him, all the way back to Psalm 110. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I put, make thine enemies my fo- thy st- footstool, right? Yeah. The Lord, Adonai, said to my Lord, Adonai. Jesus really tripped him up with that question. Okay, how is it that uh, if Messiah is David's son, how is it that David is calling him Lord? <laughs> <Yeah>. Theology lock. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, uh, you know, who was it? Brother Jefferson says we get froze by uh, uh, degrees. Degrees, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sometimes a reason will freeze us right up. Mm-hmm. We're freezing by means of reason. Right? <laughs> frozen by degrees and freezing by reason, right? And we're not trying to give you theology luck here today. There's a lot in this book that we don't get. Right. But I think what's going on is in those days, nobody was allowed to eat the new grain until the high priest who was in seclusion from, in our culture, Saturday night, the high priest went and separated himself. Nobody could touch him. Nobody could see him. The idea was he spent, spent all night in a vigil. He spent all night basically praying and just isolating. Just him and God. There's a special chamber that they even made for this up on the Temple Mount. I don't know where he did it before that, but the, the what he did is he put himself into isolation. Sometime in our culture, Sunday morning, he would go and he would take the prepared bundle, the sheaf, and he would walk alone with this bundle in his hands, and he would offer it up to God. Up to that point, nobody could touch him, and nobody could touch any new grain. Why is it? Why is it that they did that? Why, Why did the high priest have to be in seclusion? He did it because it was a symbol of everything, every consideration, Every new thing, every new day, every new season, every new crop, everything belongs first to God. Amen. Every part of us has to be totally isolated and separated. Because God comes first. Amen. You don't just say, great, I got new stuff, let's, let's just have a party. Every part of our new season belongs to God. Every part of our new harvest belongs to God. It doesn't belong to us. If God gives you blessing, the first part of it goes to God. It goes to His kingdom. Amen? Amen. Come on. This is the captain. This is what captain means. This is the reason why I believe that in Jericho, uh, uh, Joshua saw the captain. I believe that when the writer of Hebrews is talking in Hebrews 2, he's talking about the captain. Because the captain means the first, the chief, the head, the ruler. Everything starts with the head. Praise God, folks. Hallelujah. Everything starts with the head. So all considerations have to go. And so Jesus, our high priest, when he came forth... He was still in seclusion. So he said, don't touch me. I have not yet ascended my father. Who did he bring? He brought those saints that had come out of their graves. Yes, they walked around for a little while. But he gathered them up as a first fruits offering. And he brought them into the heavenlies. But then he came right back down. Because after the high priest goes up to the temple mount and offers the sheath. He comes right back down. And they start... Uh, the normal sacrifices after that for that day. Mm-hmm. Praise God, and, and they they begin to receive the new grain mm. from people's offerings, meal offerings from people. Mm. Praise God. I said this is the pattern, the pattern of the Old Testament practices, the pattern that Jesus fulfilled as our High Priest, as our Lord and Savior, as the Captain. Praise God. Our consideration belongs first to Him. Hallelujah. Amen. At one point he said, Don't touch me. And then he's, it's okay to touch him because he was still in isolation. What are these crazy guys coming out of their graves? They were a first fruits. And I believe that's what we're seeing in 1 Corinthians. Now, Christ, it says, was made a first fruits. And then it says, Every man in his own order. Christ, the first fruits, then us. In other words, Christ rose first, then the first fruits rose, and then sometime. Coming to a neighborhood near you is going to be us resurrected. Amen. How many is looking forward to our own day of resurrection? According to Romans chapter 8, we don't get in the resurrection. We don't get our mortal bodies quickened without the Spirit of Christ. Because without the Spirit of Christ, we are none of His. What does it mean to be Christ? It means He's our head. Hallelujah. He's our head. Come on, stand with me today. He's our head. Yes. Come on, He's our head. He's our boss. If you don't like people telling you what to do, I'm sorry, you can't get around that. The Lord is big on authority. He's big on telling us what to do, folks. Come on, stand to your feet with me. Stand on your feet with me. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. showing us how to suffer the right you, way we God. Teaching us how to hold on to the Lord. Yes, Jesus, how to sit every day. Lord you, God, God. God, how to make a difference in our life every day. Thank Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Please, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Praise Lord God. Lord God, us to have an understanding here, Lord God's heart calls us to have a spiritual awakening here, hallelujah, help us not to just fulfill a day of the year, Lord God, help us to help and encounter with the almighty God, hallelujah, Lord God, let me no hypocrisy, hallelujah, Lord God, the only realness, hallelujah, praise God, let's give glory to the Lord God, hallelujah, hallelujah, Hallelujah. Come on, whether or not the walls are coming down in your life, it depends on whether or not you're bowing down and to the Lord your Savior as the head. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, Your Jericho depends on your captain. Hallelujah. Your victory depends on your captain. Hallelujah. Glory to Hallelujah. I give you glory. I give you glory. I give you glory to oh God, I worship you. For you are the captain of my sins. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 What does it mean? What does it mean to make Christ your head? It means He gets the first. He gets the first of your thoughts. He gets the first of your emotions. He gets the first in your family. Come on, He gets the first of your increase. Come on, He gets the first of everything. He gets the first of your consideration. Everything! He's first in everything. That's what makes Him ahead. Come on, the Lord is not first in your life. Come on, today is the day to make Him first. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise Let's you, just, Jesus. Let's just wave our new grave before the Lord. Hallelujah, Hallelujah Lord God. God Praise Jesus. Lord God, I will not partake until you Hallelujah, Lord God. I will not partake until I give you your due, Lord oh God. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. you, Jesus. Thank Jesus. you, Jesus. Praise, Praise you God. Be my head. Oh God, be the head and be my head. Lord God, be my leader, be my leader. God. Praise you God. Praise you God. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's better than you give him credit for. He's better than you give him credit for. Hallelujah. Come on, every day should be a new challenge to see how good God is. Amen. Praise you, God. Jesus. Jesus. this life is not too Praise hard. Praise to you, God. Praise Jesus, well, this life is not too hard to leave. Right. We will have suffering. We'll have we'll have persecution. We'll have hard days. Yes. We'll suffer loss at times, but it's not too hard. You just right. gotta make up your mind. Right. Jesus is the head. If he did, I can do it. Amen. Whatever he Jesus. does, I follow suit. Father. Amen. Praise now. you, Jesus. Last time, Lord God, we thank you. Thank you. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. i Be my head. Be my captain. We are God. Hallelujah. Be the captain yes. of my kingdom. Hallelujah. Jesus. In everything. You, God. Unify Jesus. each and every one of us. Under Jesus. your headship, oh God. Please. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Praise you, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, all the way back to the beginning of the service. Catch the vision, folks. Well, we're not talking about the Cumberland Church vision. We're not talking about a personal man's vision. But catch the vision that God's got for us as a team. Mm -hmm. This thing's going to happen if we become a team. Amen. Catch the vision, folks. Praise God. God bless you. you, Like you leave an offering, plates in the back. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.